Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Can I restart? Can I restart? You, you cut it off. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. In five, four. Oh, we need another one. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so it's 21 seconds. We can't put. Boom. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. And five, four, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone that I love and care about, this is Disorderly Conduct. This is Kali the One. I am your guest. I am your host. I am here with a couple of people, um, Luis Antonovich and my good friend right here. Uh, you guys might know him. You might not know him, but you're going to get to know him by the end of today. His name is, go ahead, introduce yourself. Patriot J, J Hots, Jordan, what's up? All right, guys, so this is Disorderly Conduct. Uh, we're more than a podcast. Um, I actually want to talk about that. Uh, what I meant by that is we're going to be having people on, uh, you know, different perspectives that go against the grain, um, you know, some controversial topics, also some, maybe some special episodes, different things, maybe some uh, reactions. But today we wanted to bring you guys a special episode, and we wanted to do an interview on my friend here, um, Sir Hottis. Is that what you like to be called? Patriot Jay? What is it, you know? Uh, whatever. <laughs> Jay is fine. Jay, okay. We're talking to Jay right now, and this is Disorderly Conduct. Um, I want to start off by saying thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Um, obviously, you can go click the link in our bio if you want to watch episode one, episode two. Um, so, yeah, just go check it out. Um, I want to get started by just asking everybody, how's you guys' days going? Um, how was it getting here, you know? Shit, doing well. Finally had Earth Cafe. Yeah, we had Earth Cafe earlier. Um, where, on Melrose? On Melrose. Packed. Overrated. Overrated um, as fuck, but the food is good. Yeah, the food is good, but food is good. when you got to sit, when you're sitting down and your head's next to somebody's ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah. It's the whole, the whole time, it's not a good meal, no matter what. Unless you like ass. I mean, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Uh, right? So maybe yeah. it was a good thing. I don't know. Um, uh. But yeah, we went to Earth Cafe before, chopped it up a little bit. I had a little Belgian waffle, you know, something <laughs> okay, like. Okay, okay. Um, what'd you have? I don't even know what it's called. It was Parma. Pocha, pocha something, pocha something Parma. that I, something that I cannot pronounce. Some Italian shit. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what about you? What'd you do? You know? Uh, I woke up in Irvine today. Don't live in Irvine. Okay. I was I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out with my homegirl Sarah last night. Uh, we were up to like four in the morning. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I should probably go to sleep. I have to wake up and talk tomorrow. So oh, man. Uh, it was cool. About an hour from Irvine to L.A. Stopped and got some Starbucks and some Panda Express. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, yeah, what'd you do last night? What'd you do? Shit, I was posted with my girl. We watched a, a movie on mental health. I think I mentioned it earlier before this. Um, you did. You did. Y'all out here growing? Yeah, right? Yeah, trying, right? Trying. You know, you're with your girlfriend watching mental health movies. That's a, that's a nice no, Saturday don't, night. Wait, let me, nice me straighten the record. It's, okay. it's a dark comedy, but oh, it alludes okay. to mental health. Okay, okay. okay. And I that's think, cool. yeah. Well, my night was uh, very uneventful. Actually, I think I went to, um, where'd I go? I just stopped somewhere. I got a pazuki or some bullshit. <laughs> like, ate, you know, smoked. I don't know if you guys know, but I smoke a lot of weed. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I did. Uh, but fuck that. Uh, let's get right into the shit, man. Um, we have Jay here, um, Palmdale, California native. Yes, sir. Palmdale and proud. 661 in the building. Um, and, you know, he's just here to talk about a little bit about him. And we're going to definitely 
get a little deep with this guy and, uh, you know, explore some different realms. So uh, I want to start off by asking you. Um, so I see you're very multifaceted, you know, in the way that um, you're first. I want to say, you know, um, the things that you do to be doing them uh, and be African-American, you're definitely in these top percentiles of people. I want to say that with what you do. So appreciate um, this guy here. He's a he's a lawyer. He's not only a lawyer. He's a he's a rapper. Uh, you know what I mean? This guy's this guy's pretty multifaceted. Um, so we want to get into that. We want to get into pretty much the birth of of Jay. You know, how did you uh, where did you start and how did you get where you are right now? Damn. All right. This might be long. Right. Uh, We've got time. I'll say maybe just my creative journey starts when I was around 12. Uh, I think I was like seventh or eighth grade, had a digital camera. I'd shoot little funny skits and vlogs with my friends on the street and just doing dumb stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uploading it to YouTube. And um, I actually had like 2000 subscribers, which was pretty fire. This is like 2009. So like the top YouTubers were like Smosh and Fred and then Niga Niga. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like OG YouTube. Yeah. 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 So um, eventually I got to a point where I could start putting ads on my videos. So I I made my first dollar on the internet when I was like 12, just doing dumb videos. Wow. And then um, one day my camera broke. Uh Uh-oh. Sucked. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. My subscribers need some content. What am I going to do? Took a Guitar Hero microphone. I plugged it into my computer, and I just recorded like a five-minute freestyle over Drake's ransom beat. Wow. And that was the first time I ever wow. rapped. That's hard. It's, it's on YouTube right yeah. now. It's Damn. trash. But that was the first time I like actually rapped. And then um, from there, I would just do like maybe weekly random freestyles. I was just rapping about like what I did that day, like walking home from Hillview, going to a volleyball game, stuff like that. So uh, I did that, and then I kind of stopped rapping, and then I didn't do any more videos. And then high school comes around, and I think, um, shout out out my boy Alan Elaine and uh, OBG and and Helena. We made spring break. (laughs) Hey, Randy, too. Shout out Randy. Oh, yeah, yes. Shout Shout out Randy. Randy. Not to cut you off, but I kind of came in knowing this guy around that little time. Yeah, dude, that's when we were hanging out. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, you know, the thing that you were going viral for was the little I'm skating home thing. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I forgot about that. That was on Vine. And then that came. I'm skating home. Yeah, yeah. So I love y'all. I remember that, I just been, I just always been uh yeah. on online or whatever and then so when I made spring break that kind of that, that went off around Palmdale area so I was like oh maybe I should just keep rapping whatever yeah. so I dropped like uh, a couple little mixtapes in high school and then I started taking it a little bit more serious in college mm-hmm. I dropped this album called Meditations under my old rap name Jay Hots mm-hmm. Jay Hots is dead by the way I'm Patriot Jay now suits me way better uh, <laughs> But um, that yeah, was a time. There, that was a time. No, it man. was. It yeah. was. But I feel like they say you got to reinvent yourself every ten years or so. So and I believe that's I true. I spent like a decade as Jay Hots. This next decade is Patriot Jay. After that, I'll probably just be my full name or some shit. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Once you get a little bit older, it's like right, right, yeah. right, right. So um, I did the rapping in high school, and then took it a little more serious in college, and then um, I actually dropped my most successful album. The Patriot JLP in October 2020, mm-hmm. and I was only able to write that because of COVID, because the mm. world shut down. Yeah. yeah, I had like nothing to do, and mm. I, when the world shut down, I was in DC. I was interning for oh, a wow. congressman, and then I'm going to work every day. And then they're just like, "Hey, don't come to the office. Work from home." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Dope, and dope. <laughs> um, 
I had like my own one bedroom apartment by myself on Capitol Hill and I didn't do nothing but rap. Damn. So I was just writing raps. And then when I got home, recorded it and then put it out. Wow. wow. 100, 100K streams? Uh, yes. 100, it hit 100K uh, like last week or so. Clap it up I, for I my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Shit, that's Thank you. Um, that's really cool, bro. Uh, it's it's definitely cool seeing you go from J Hots to Patriot J. You know, regardless of the uh, you know negativity that might come with it. Uh, I feel like you know I got to know you a little bit as a person before everything you know took off or whatever. So um, I judge a person by you know the way they treat people, and uh, you always treated me good. So I have nothing um, you know against you, and I do think the evolution of J Hots to Patriot J is something that's cool, and uh, it's one of those things where you're kind of like. Uh, you're watching it happen, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, this guy's obviously um, doing something right. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. regardless of, like I said, the negativity or, you know, people that are too scared to do it to themselves that are hating, regardless of that, you're getting some type of traction. So it's just crazy to be like, you know, watching that and then see it more so like, like take off, you know? And then it's like, oh shit, like we knew it, but still it's one of those things that a lot of people I feel like overlooked. Right. And then boom, then there it is, and then now it's kind of like, now what, you know? So I do definitely think that's uh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I've always been Patriot J deep mm-hmm. down on the inside. It just took me a while to figure out. So, like, I was, um, I got the name J-Hods from my boy Alan. Shout out, Alan. Um, we met, like, the we met the funniest way. Uh, I think he was a, a senior when I was a freshman at Highland, mm-hmm. and we shared a math teacher because she was teaching some upper-level stuff, and then she was teaching the entry-level and on the whiteboard was like a Twitter follow list. So mm-hmm. I just saw I saw his at name and then I put mine up there and then I followed him. And then we became like bros after that. And then he uh, he just gave me the nickname J-Hots one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fire. That's hard. Yeah. And then so uh, I switched to Patriot J mm-hmm. uh, unofficially in like 2018 because I was working on a campaign and uh, the, the midterms were coming up. So I was like, hmm, like I need, I need to change my name a little bit. Yeah. what works and then so at that time i was listening to a lot of prodigy okay. and he'd be calling himself bandana p so oh. i'm like hmm like i would love to go buy something j like what's one word that describes me and then it just hit me in the face i'm like oh patriot j boom and it's that okay. easy yeah okay. and then i like that too because it's a name that i gave myself rather than somebody giving it giving, to you you know i kind of had true. that little experience i had a little time back in the day <laughs> where i was i was named k swiss if anybody knows <laughs> <laughs> I had a little time and a little um that shit was something else it's okay. funny thinking back on but uh, you know, that kind of comes full circle too, you know, the whole clothes thing and all that stuff. So I'm pretty into clothes and fashion and stuff like that now. And I always was, but just, you know, different realm of, of fashion and clothes. So that's really cool to see, um, you know, how people evolve. And most people who evolve, they already, like how you said, they already knew that's what they were, you know? And then that's when people, that's the frustrating thing, I think, when you do evolve because you in your mind know where you're headed. Right. But people are like trying to make it seem like you're doing something for cloud or, exactly. or, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. But it's kind of like, dude, I'm me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've always wanted to do this, but shit just takes time. And that's what, that's what evolving is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's things take time. You know, you might have an idea, but. It happens all the time in movies, you no, know, or books. There's a book, and then it comes out in the '50s or something, but there's not the funding, or they can't put it together at that time. And then now it's yeah. 2020, and and then then they do it. So it doesn't mean that they never. Uh, it doesn't mean it's a fake or it's a clout chase or it's a right. whatever the case is. You know what I mean? It's a real deal. I see yeah. that in real life too. Like a lot of Kanye fans are upset of how he became to evolve, but they just don't understand that it's always been him. Right, and if I you think go that's why he's look, misunderstood yeah. because people they love the old him, but they they just don't understand that was always him. But if you go and that's what I'm saying, if people go back and look at this guy, it's 
it's the same thing, just in different clothes or what? I don't, right. I don't exactly. get what it is. Like, you know what He's like, always the been like yeah. the guy yeah. to just bust in yeah. and not care about what you're doing exactly. and just yeah. break through the doors. Like he's the dude who literally said on live TV, George Bush doesn't care about, about black people. <laughs> and now he's uh, talking about, well, I don't need Gap. I don't need Adidas. Like F the corporate world, like we're doing Everything. it ourselves. And they got their stock. This, that was the most pimp shit I've ever seen in my life. They got Yeezy talking on TV and they got... All the companies he's leaving from, they got his stock right, right, right next to him, <laughs> Just going, going down. down. Yeah. Like he's really, you know, he's out here killing shit. And it's funny, people forget this guy's like was wearing polos and small backpacks on Rockefeller. Right. I don't think back people, when nobody was doing like, it. Y'all don't understand. He's always been different. You know what I mean? And that's just whatever you want to say about him. Go ahead, say it. But that's very apparent. So I mean, you get me in. You know, when you're like that, who knows what you're going to involve it evolve into? You know, people can say, "Oh, well, you're you're crazy now, or you're trying to do this now, or get this out of life." But it's like, hey, I've always had these ideas. Shit right? Just, shit just takes time. You know. Um, let's actually get into um, pretty much. I want to talk about you being um, supporting of Donald Trump. You know, we talk about this. Uh, this was a big, big deal. I feel like in our little small town um, of Palmdale or Antelope Valley. Um, you being a Trump supporter, uh, you definitely turned a lot of fucking heads. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> were, were coming at you, I feel like. and um, But not only you, I feel like just that whole election period of time, yeah. there was family members not fucking with family members no more over political views. And um, it was just a really crazy, amped up time um, to be alive. And I want to kind of know since, you know, I can imagine for, you know, the guy that's just working at a deli or something that, um, <laughs> you know, when... When he's talking, whatever, whatever. But the case when you're doing it, like, how does your relationships change? You know, and what and what happened to you when you kind of took that stand of like, you know, this is who I'm rocking with. Right. Um. So I'll say, my real life relationships didn't really change. Okay. Like, my family would clown me or whatever, but we just go back and forth. They always love me. Nobody ever switched up that end. Uh. And I feel like all my real friends are still there. It might have been some fair weather people who were like just. Using Trump, I guess, as an excuse to cut me off or something. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Fake fake people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't feel like I ever lost any real friends or real family. Good, good. That's cool. Um, Wow. I thought that was actually going to be a a lot of a deeper topic for whatever reason, but I get that. Like... Because that's the only people that really matter. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? All of the haters on the internet or whatever. Yeah, it's the fuck like it is. like I sure I lost a lot of followers, yeah. but these were people who okay, they're from Palmdale, but like I never hung out with them, yeah, never yeah. met them. So it's like my day to day life isn't gonna change, change now that you unfollowed me on Twitter.com. Who cares? And in return, you actually gain more followers. Too, right. So. That's true. Yeah. Cause you, <laughs> like if you stand up for something, people around you who believe the same are gonna be like, wow, like respect, like mm. I'll gravitate towards you. And people fuck with you. Like, check this out. We're only on this is our third episode that we filmed, and people fuck with us just off the basis of that we said hey fuck it we're gonna do it you know what i mean a lot of people will fuck with you just for doing something now maybe not the people that are closest to you you know because snakes can get really close to right, you. right they get jealous you know what i mean so if you, you everybody has those type of people around but um for the most part people you don't know you know they get to take you they get to take you as what you are you know whereas another people want to add on things to you that they feel about you you know what i mean somebody yeah. who doesn't know you sees you they see you for exactly what you are and either they fuck with it or they don't so i get what you're saying at the end of the day we really only care about our family and and close friends you know if, if they're if they're rocking with me then everything's good people on the internet i don't know you i've never known you right and i'm not gonna get to know you so <laughs> i also that, that, think that's, that's what it is fault. no go ahead i also think that's when your followers turn into real fans 
Right. When, once you right. started okay. stating shit that was true to you, I think that because authenticity, that's when it like loyal. at the end of the day, like it's, yeah, exactly. It's but I was I was always outspoken. Oh, yeah. Like I, I've oh, yeah. always been political. Yeah. And then something just happened, and I was like, "Oh, hey, guys, maybe Donald Trump isn't all that bad, yeah. you know?" Yeah. <laughs> which we, which we came to see a little bit. Right, in I feel vindicated right now. There are people who hit me up talking mm. about, "Hey, Jordan, I'm so sorry we argued during 2020. Like, I see what you mean." And I'm like, "Dude, it's too little, too late. It's now, a little too late." I, and, and, and look, man, I'm not. I'm gonna be straight up with y'all. I did not vote um, when it was Trump versus Hillary. Right, that's yeah. what it was. I didn't vote, and I got a lot of shit from people, uh, family saying, you know, uh, well, why don't you want to pick Hillary? And I'm like, well, you know, the whole situation with her, y'all know, y'all know everything that's going on. Right. If you, pedophile, if you, she's a pedophile. If you read, if you read, you know. I'm yeah. not gonna get into it because if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But right. I'm not you're gonna. Just not tapped in, I guess. Yeah, you're yeah. not tapped in, and, and that's on and that's on you. But um, people tried to, you know, force me to make a decision that where I was looking at it like I don't necessarily rock with Trump. You know what I mean? Um, I do think that certain things during the time of his presidency maybe were heightened a little bit. Not to the extreme, like people try to make it seem, but I think certain things were heightened. The I don't give a fuck type of thing was definitely heightened within within people. But, but and then at the same time, you know, Hillary, uh, like I said, her situations, for me, I was like, I'm not going to pick him and I'm not going to pick her because, I don't know, for me, it didn't really change much you know what i mean if anything i guess i got more on my own shit and trump somewhat made people get on more on their own shit because i think people panicked in a way right some people panicked and were like oh my god this guy is gonna fucking crash us down so let me get on my shit and then Mm -hmm. others were like maybe looking into him more and what he was providing for us as a people and and using that to their advantage you know what i mean and and still getting on their shit but i think what he did in office was kind of that has made everybody Get get on their shit, you know, yeah, because that's true. he was the guy that like people hated, but then he was saying some shit, and you're like, oh shit, like I hate I, I hate you, but <laughs> yeah. she is kind of right. weird. Like she right. is kind of weird. Yeah. So then it's like, well, fuck, then what do I do? <laughs> yeah. But then if you're a dummy, then you go and okay, well, fuck it. I'm gonna go vote for her. But you know, or you go vote for him. But I just was I'm not gonna pick, I'm not I, either I'm getting my arm chopped off or or my fucking foot. So I was just like, you know what? I, I don't want either way. Me personally. But um, I understand both sides. So the lesser uh, of two evils. The lesser that's, of two evils. That's, that's the thing. Um, yep. We've had Joe Biden for whatever, how many he's years? He's not. You know, we've also had Trump. Trump said a lot of things that alluded to racism. But I mean, the unemployment rates, people constantly talking about this. It was good for blacks. Yeah. Now, on the flip side with Latinos, it was a little offensive. Build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. But you have to have rhetoric when you're in politics. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. But also, we've dealt with Biden now. And I swear to God, the first day of 2022, market dumped, and it's been dumping since. Mm, And yeah, yeah, it's not entirely um, dependent on the president, but the way I see it is I'd rather have Trump in office because when he was talking, he was pumping markets. People were making money. People were satisfied. And looking back, I I didn't vote either, just like you. I saw they were both shit, you know? Like, at the end of the day, we're going to pay raising taxes, blah, 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 blah. But looking back, I'd vote for Trump. Okay. It's all about results over rhetoric. 
because mm, people will absolutely. focus on what he says, absolutely. how All it makes long, them yeah. feel. That's true. Mm-hmm. And largely, I think that's because of the media and the way they kind of emphasized everything. But um, if that's all they're focusing on, they're not going to be able to look at the man for what he's actually done. Mm-hmm. And when you can't see that, you're just like, oh, get him out of here. And then you Emotional. end up voting for Joe Biden, I guess, because you don't really <laughs> want Trump, but he's Joe Biden. And I don't know if, if black people understand. And um, when you talk to a lot of black people, we want to own our own shit, right? We want to educate our kids ourselves. We want to uh, build businesses, generational wealth. These are all things that we want. And when you look at you, quote unquote, right to left, um, what would I say? Like right to left morals, or I wouldn't say morals, but like ideals, ideals. When you, when we speak, we actually speak more towards the right ordeals. Conservative. You lean conservative. Totally. Then the left, but it's, 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 when you do, like he says, you watch the media and it becomes more so of a of a color scheme, in my opinion, where it's like, well, if you're right, you're white. And if you're left, mm-hmm. you're black or Latino. And so even if you might agree with something over here because of the color of your skin, you might be like, well, I can't go over there because, you know, it's looked at as is this color of skin. And, and I don't you know what I mean? I don't want to get looked like that or be outcasted from from my people. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings. You guys got to go for what you believe is right, but I feel like that's what's influenced these parties for so long is color, mostly because there's a lot of I'm sure African Americans who not necessarily agree with the way he pre- he presented things, but certain aspects in his you know um, presidency worked out for us, and that's what people of our color somewhat uh, would agree on. I think. Also, um, something very contradicting that a lot of people don't understand: the left, the Democrats, whatever. They're perpetuating being dependent on the government. You know, they talk about socialism, welfare, etc. All these programs keep people dependent on them. And look at the majority who's using these programs. The majority, it's typically minorities. So you're talking about black people want wealth, this and this and that. That tells that goes against it actually contradicts what the left wants. Right, and they're they're never gonna talk about a I guess a pro individual or like freedom oriented message because as soon as you get off the tit of the government. You you're on you your don't own. need them, <laughs> you and, don't need them. and yeah. you're not gonna they're not gonna get your votes yeah. exactly and that's what they and that's what what they do you know so what um this is this is getting deep but this is great. because it's like it's kind of like you know these people parade around like they care and they really don't you know what I mean and they don't it's, at all it's mm, they ca- they care about looking like they care yeah. and that's it's all a stage it's all a stage for these people to gain whatever they're gaining money. Most money, of the time, manipulating and, the stock and, market. And, and you know what I mean? So you just got to, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. You know what I mean? And um, I like something that Kanye said the other day when he was talking about, uh, you know, they tried to they tried to get on him about um, the Balenciaga shit and how uh, he had shit in bags and it was yep. like homeless. And he's like, look, dude, I'm a fucking creator. I'm not about to sit up here and explain my right. ideas. And so you got to come to a point where like where I'm saying, like, either you know or you don't. And I'm not about to sit up here and argue with every person that doesn't know. Like that's on right. You. At, at a certain you, point, you, I felt like it was on me to kind of wake everybody up, you know, like that's why I was always so active and vocal. But then at a certain point, it's like, dude, I, I can't force somebody to see the light. You know, they're only going to be able to see it for themselves. Yeah. And a lot of people don't cognitive dissonance. Right. They just don't accept it. They don't want to accept new beliefs because they're so ingrained and indoctrinated. Yeah, because if you do, then then you you start to go down a rabbit hole of what else could be untrue. Yep. And you think your whole life is a lie. And that's right. a lot to take for certain people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for a fragile eco. So, yeah, you know, um, there's that. 
you know what I mean? That's pretty crazy. I, um, I think that's a great topic. Uh, like I said, I think uh, people just need to think for themselves, man. Point blank, period. Think for mm-hmm. yourselves. Uh, get information on your own accord. Don't just always listen to the media. If you are, go to different outlets. Don't just, you know what I mean, be a one-track guy, you know? Because I'm, I'm sitting up here saying, like, I agree with this, but I also don't agree with that. You know what I mean? I'm right. not I'm not fully one way and just blind to everything because there's no, nothing's perfect. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything's going to have its dark side to it. So I'm not going to sit up here and, and just rep one way so hard not understanding that, yeah, there might be some negativity to it or whatever the case is. So I'd like to stay a little, I would say neutral, but I mean, really just me, for me. Like, right. I'm about improving myself. I went through a time where I wanted to uh, spread my message of, uh, you know, the nation of Islam. That's something that people also don't fuck with. Um, They look at as an extremist group or whatever the case may be. And uh, I tried to push my message on that for a little while. But, you know, I realized like that the best thing that I can do um, is improve myself and improve the people around me. And uh, that improves my life, you know, and suck to say, but I can't fight everybody's fight. Um, And that's just what it is, man. We've got to all take a look in the mirror and, like I said, decide for ourselves what we're going to do, you know. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, it's important to expose yourself to all areas or different point of views and facets of information because mm-hmm. then you can, like, see what everybody's saying. You take that and you're like, okay, what do I personally feel is right? Where 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 are they coming from? And then you can put two things together and come up with your kind of own point of view. Exactly. Like that's, um, I used to be a Democrat for like the majority of my life. And then uh, I actually, I went to college and came out a conservative because I was able to kind of think things logically and um, understand that like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to vote, I need to check out at least what the other side is saying. Mm-hmm. And then I just found it was a bit more persuasive for me. Right. And I think that society as a whole, the, uh, what do you call it? Popular culture, they don't promote critical thinking, and no. that that's a problem. They they promote things that are entertain you and uh, encourage the short attention span. That's it. And that's been done for how many years? 50, 60, 70 uh, years. Um, you know. So people don't like to think anymore, and that's a problem. That's why people are um, prisoners to labels. You you said earlier, oh, I have to, I can think this, but I don't agree, with, disagree with that. That's a problem. The labels constrain you to one type of thinking. They do. And you need to be able to think on your own and have your own ideals. And I think that's true. And it's funny talking about, for instance, certain musicians who are super mainstream or actors. Um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you know, talks about people like that and how they're really just puppets at the end of the day. Um, because, you know, I mean, they're getting a paycheck from somebody. And so they've kind of got to, you know, go with whatever route that is safest for them. You know what I mean? Feed their family. You get into certain situations like that. But that's why you try to be your own man because then you don't have to rely on somebody else owner you know owner. absolutely so um another thing i want to get into now that we're talking about you know trump and you know farrakhan i don't know if this is even going to get muted or what but um <laughs> i want to talk about twitter because twitter is something that was so golden it had a golden age yeah right but now it just went to shit where twitter used to be the craziest place like you could possibly go i think um when i was what 14 15 like i would stay on that shit for hours like you know, because it was really just fun and uh, free, and now it's kind of changed. So I want to get into that about what do you guys think? How do you guys think Twitter's changed from I would say 2012 to now? Censorship. I think uh, nobody, not any conglomerate, no matter if you're corporate and you own billions of dollars, should have the say and should filter what 
can be said and what can't be said. And I think that goes into the point why Elon Musk was talking about buying Twitter for mm-hmm. that same reason. So that's where I stand. Censorship, fuck censorship. I think it's control and it, it, it's digressive to society. Yeah, that's that's so true. I feel like um, the biggest change is that people on Twitter now are way more sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, the whole and world. And I think I, I feel like I feel like it all kind of kind of started a little bit when like Trayvon Martin happened. Okay. And then uh, a lot of like the weirdos from Tumblr came over to Twitter. Definitely. They started talking about their their they them pronouns and whatnot. Mm. And and people just started like people would get canceled. They would like report your account until you're gone. Yeah. And then they'd have a party about it. They're like, yeah, we silenced this guy. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, dude, if you really believed in what you were saying, you should be able to confront other ideas and then let a smart person who's watching figure out that you're right if you're so right instead of begging to get somebody canceled i think that's true and i think the biggest thing is like like only thinking that there's one way you know what i mean like and being um i don't think that that's funny you talk about camp that's pretty much cancel culture i don't think people really realize something right like the cancel culture they are doing almost what they're complaining about people doing to them um whoever's in in these in this culture of canceling people you know somebody does something wrong and instead of instead of uh and this is goes this is this is a um this is a uh this is what happens within the world with everything right like you do something wrong and say you go outside and you 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 commit a crime you know instead of you thought i'm saying teaching you a different way we punish you you know what i mean and what is all that what is that really doing you know what i mean it's just making things worse so you guys, certain people who uh, feel oppressed, um, I would say that they they um, do the same thing. They oppress people that they feel oppressed by. Because if you can now make somebody's life hell, you know, uh, somebody has said something wrong. And, and I'm not saying that it's not wrong, whatever people do say. Uh, but to then, you know, get this person canceled, they lose pretty much, ev- you know, everything. And in reality, they don't lose anything because it's just on the social media. But right, like, oh no, my Twitter <laughs> account's gone. I'll just but, make another one. <laughs> you know, but it's kind of like you're doing the exact same thing. Like you're fighting fire with fire, or or hate with hate. So, um, which sometimes you got to do that. But the problem with the cancel culture is they make it seem like they're doing something noble while the other person is not. You know, instead of being like, hey, this is what we think and this is what you think. They're both two truths. Right. Like you know, instead. That's the problem. When you try to wipe somebody's ass before you wipe your own, that's the problem to me. I don't have a problem with canceling somebody that needs to be canceled, but if you're going to do it in a way that is damn near the same, you know, putting out the same energy as that person, then you're no better. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like Twitter was a time where we fucking ran wild, you know? We had people like Hunter Moore, Daddy Skinny, like you were talking about earlier. Um, it was wild, bro. You know what I mean? It like was the wild it was free. West. It was free. It was free. Right. It was free. It was, it, that's the thing. It you was know? free. It was fun. It was funny. And now it's just so constrained and boring. You know what's crazy about it too is it's actually taken a dark turn. Where like back then, for instance, right, it was super funny. Like how you're saying we had like Lil B and all these people who were funny, and it might have been you know disrespectful. But now it's more sensitive, like you guys are saying. But then there's things like you know P and B Rock just died and. You're seeing his him bleeding out on camera, where it's like right. we've gotten so sensitive to words, but you guys will watch somebody die on live and be like fully tuned in. That's weird, and you guys don't <laughs> realize that what they, you know what I mean? We don't realize what's really going on. Like, you guys watch somebody die and then turn around and say, "Hey, you called me a name." <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you got to think about, 
you got to think about that. You get what I'm saying? That's no, just, yeah, that's yeah. odd. And I don't know why we've turned to that aspect in social media. I think, you know, generations are getting more entitled and entitled. They don't know the value of hard work. They have never gone through struggles in life. Yeah. We grow up, we grow up in a generation where, you know, um, we grew up in a generation where you're getting an award for perfect attendance. Oh, wow. Eighth place. Right. That's not, that's not wow. okay. You showed you're, up every day. You're you literally you programming kids. <laughs> like, you're programming kids. To, yeah. to, to, failure is, is bad. It's you a, make people yeah. be afraid of failure. That's not cool. Because then, if, you know, if you don't fail, you, you don't you'll never go in their life. Yeah. yeah. If you would have put out your music and you would have failed and you would have quit, there would have been, you wouldn't be sitting here you right not, now. Exactly. You wouldn't. But exactly. you, you persevered. He, you know, he believed in himself. And I think that's what a lot of people, and including myself, have to learn. Like, you have to believe in yourself or no one else will. So. Right. And it's like, how can you expect other people to believe in you if you don't even believe in yourself? Exactly. exactly. People can see. Like, dogs can smell fear. You get me? So it's, yeah. it's that kind of vibe. Um. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. <laughs> These topics are cool, man, because yeah. like I said, this is a special episode of with disorderly conduct. We want to do more than just talk our shit, you know, and be we want to have multiple sides to us. We're, we're multifaceted people. We're not only talking about girl guy shit or, you know, emotions right. or two hundred dollar dates. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the shit that, you know, we like talking about that because it's funny and it's interesting, but we all have. Or at least me, we have a deeper thinking and, you know, there's things that we really do want to get out uh, perspective wise. And this is one of those episodes where, you know, we're going to talk to a lot of different people. And um, so this is good content. This is good conversation. Yeah, dude. Real quick on cancel culture. I tried. I, I was almost canceled. Like oh, people yeah. people tried to cancel me. Literally, this was uh, like a funny story. Uh, this is like peak <laughs> BLM 2020. Yeah, I know like, you're going with this. Right Sorry. after George Floyd. And um, I was on Twitter joking about BLM because one BLM not founded by black people. It's run by uh, not even going to say it older white people. And they uh, want you guys to I don't know if you guys look at it, but they don't they don't like the organic family. They don't like the mom, the dad. They don't right. the they, nuclear family. They don't like the nuclear family. They want to destroy and, the family. Unit. And that's what minorities need. Yeah. And most. that's that's what threw me mm-hmm. off about BLM. So I'm joking about BLM. While everybody's like outside protesting, getting their cute little pictures in with their signs. And I'm just joking like, hey, guys, I'm about to change my Venmo handle to BLM, blah, blah, blah. Please, please donate. And, (laughs) you know, try to get some some of that white liberal guilt money. And then, um, (laughs) dude, like these these girls, it's mostly mostly women. Like it's never like a dude trying to cancel another guy. But uh, these girls who I knew and like were friends with and followed me, like they tried to get me canceled. They literally sent an email. This one girl, she sent an email to Pepperdine where I was going to law school and then the California bar where I hadn't even been admitted yet talking about this guy is so evil. He's perpetuating fraud. He should not be a lawyer, blah, 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 blah. And clearly that didn't work because I'm a lawyer now. But it's like, dude, how how are yeah, like how are you (laughs) a white person trying to cancel me, black guy, because I don't like black lives matter. And we came into that part (laughs) right now. We're in and this is the bro, this I want to talk about this. We're in a generation now where there's there's people that are just so woke, supposedly. That they're telling us as black people how to be black. Right. You cannot walk in my <laughs> shoes. You're not me. You'll never be me and understand my life. So if I decide to think out of the box that white America is giving you to uh, look at me through, you know, right. now that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to think like, you know, you, white America has been telling you that I think like. Because that's all that this is. You Oh, you're you're not being... You know, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're you're yeah, not black. Dude, the president like, of the United States literally said, if you have a problem, 
figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. And you got to think <laughs> about that. And black that. people were like, yeah, let's vote for this guy. You just let a white guy say that to you. Right. Do you get what I'm telling you? He ain't never walked a day in your shoes. Not he, once. He just he told you what to he's think. He's never been profiled. He's never been followed around a store. None of this shit that, that you know, we've dealt with. And you guys go with it. And it's crazy because it's like, because of what? You know what I mean? You hate the other guy so fucking bad. Right. That's all that it is. And so... That's what I'm saying. There's people. We're in a generation now where there's people out here that are not even black or Latino telling us how to live our lives, and that's a problem because the 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 the, or, the morals and the um, ideals that are portrayed from you know white America, whatever the case you, you want to call it, like about us is not even what some of us really think or how right. some of us really feel, and we should be entitled to do that. It's crazy because you guys can be white people can be a Democrat. They can be a Republican. Hey, right. I can be nobody I, tries to cancel no, them. I'm a white guy. I could be fucking Green Party, whatever the fuck I want to be. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Whatever. And it's cool. But as soon as a black dude or a Latino dude wants to do something that is not our norm, right. we get canceled. And I want us as people to look at that and understand that's wrong. The white people do not do that. Why do we do that to each other? Because maybe it's possible that those people that are thinking outside the box, if we didn't throw stones at them and we possibly uplifted them, things could be better. Yeah, I feel like uh, all these new white liberals right now, that's that's the real white supremacy because yeah. they try to they try to the second a black guy goes outside their box, they attack him, call him names, do what they did to me, try to like ruin their entire life. And it's like, dude, you don't have that same heat. For your white conservative counterparts, so why are you why are you on me so much? It's still a form of of, of racism. Like, Agreed. how dare you do that? Like, right. what? You get what like, I'm don't saying? Don't you know your blacks are supposed to do this? Yeah, like what? I'm supposed to stay? You know what I mean? Feeding off the government? I'm supposed to? So it's certain things like that, you know. And that just stems from intimidation. People are t intimidated by us as people for whatever the case may be. Um, we all know what it is. Uh, I just think that you know. Uh, Black people and Latino people, black, brown, have gifts that are intangible. Um, and, uh, you know, we're here now. It's our time. I honestly, truly do believe that. And for all the white people who try to stop it, fuck you. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. I so like let's that. move on. You guys want to move, move on? Um, What's next up? We're talking Nine? about. <laughs> <laughs> just told you guys. Thought, this is, hey, this hey, is hey. a special episode. Okay, so we, we, go, we go in deep. We're going deep. Go uh, shit. So most of you don't know, but. I'm actually from the AV. I grew up with these guys. I never knew this guy. Always knew he was very outspoken. And a lot of the things he said back then, um, I didn't agree with. So when he, Kali hit me about interviewing him, I was like, ah, okay, so I'm going to have to hit this motherfucker with some hard-ass questions, you know? Like, But the more I looked into him, the more I agreed with what he was saying. And, and it was crazy because we both arrived to the same conclusions. And now, sitting down with you, I'm excited to find out how you got to those conclusions. One of them being 9-11. So we seen you tweet, um, uh, you know, what is it? Yeah, I seen you tweet some Jeff, shit. Jeff Fuel doesn't. Yeah, no, I had Jeff a, Fuel doesn't um, smell steel beams. I, I made a song about that. I said, Jeff Fuel, <laughs> Jeff Fuel can't melt steel beans, fool. There's just, um, it, yeah. like on 9-11, I feel like there's a lot of things that just don't necessarily add up. Mm -hmm. Objectively. Um, the most important to me being the fact that a third tower came down and mm. nobody knew even, about it. Nobody WTC even talks 7. about that. Nope. Yep. And uh, you go, you go tell somebody like, Hey, did you know a third tower fell? They're like, no, no, no what? No. Twin towers. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it felt exactly like the other two wasn't hit by a plane. 
There's n- there was 19 hijackers. Check this out. There was 19 hijackers. Okay, and if you go to if you go back and look at each crash site, right? There was nothing left. Right? There was like no nothing left. And there's been many of plane crashes, and there's always something somewhat left behind. There was 19 hijackers. Um, in all the crash sites, everything's disintegrated to dust. But there's still seven hijackers alive. So if if the impact, you know, burned everything to to ashes, how are there still seven people alive? And also, how are those people not in jail or not dead? And how do we not know about that? Also, right. another compelling piece of evidence is that Larry Silverstein, who owned the lease for the World Trade Buildings, mm. actually doubled his terrorism insurance 1.2 months before the attack. Yes. Coincidence? I don't know. I but don't know. also, it's important to understand that a lot of high-level officials didn't make it to the building that day for whatever reason. Right. So it's like, you know, if we're looking at it objectively, there's a lot of red flags. And that's those are three of them right there. And then uh, the day before September 11th, on September 10th, Donald Rumsfeld, I believe, who I think was like the defense secretary, he comes out and says the Pentagon is missing two point three trillion dollars. Yep. We'll 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 find it though. And then nine eleven <laughs> happened, and they never asked him about it. Yeah. Not only that, supposedly <laughs> is it called NORAD? I believe. Yeah. They were running um, simulations of right. towers getting crashed into so much to where they didn't know what was real or wasn't. So that's and then why the, they reacted. The officials late. come on and they're like, nobody could have ever imagined this would happen uh-huh. when they literally have drills. They have drills for it. Not only that, Britain, all these different places warned them of attacks, and George Bush went on a nice little one month vacation. You know what he was doing? He was reading a fucking book upside down in Florida to yeah. a bunch of school kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was waiting for shit to happen. So then, you know, the military gets more money, and I, I don't know everything, but okay. <laughs> this is what right I. Up. Based on what I've read and what I've deduced from the situation, they wanted to invade Afghan for oil. I Why? believe that. Oil is, you know, it's a commodity. Yep. Very mm-hmm. valuable. So, you know, you put two and two together. This wouldn't be the first time that the U.S. has done some shit like this. Look at the Bay of Pigs. Look, there's so many instances where they've used their military influence to, you know, steer, M- steer MK the new Ultra. regime. Look at MK Ultra. MK things Ultra. like that. That's nice. And then the, you, you said something about a simulation. They yeah. did the same thing for COVID. What yeah. would happen if yeah. a fucking right. virus hit the... <laughs> yeah. Come on, This is what dog. they do they're, when they're, they're, they're planning right. it open. This is what they do. Bill it's Gates a, has a patent to COVID-19, but people yeah. don't want to accept it. People yeah. think that the government is looking out for their best interest. They're I not. disagree. You're a number. That's why we have a fucking social security. <laughs> right. You're a number. A corporation. You're a corporation. Yeah. Yep. And, and you got to get mad. Your life matters as a human being. You know what I mean? And you need to go out here and you need to figure out somewhat what's really going on we, we will never necessarily get in those doors and know the exact truth but as a human being i think everybody should look at the corruptness especially when you talk about shit like 9-11 you know what i mean where it's like okay come on now you know because that shows you that there's more than meets the eye like there's things going on that we're not necessarily privy to and why why would that be if these people cared about us as much as you know they make it they make it seem Right. I, I like to say uh, COVID-19 is the new 9-11 in, mm-hmm. in the sense that it yeah. was an event that entirely changed the way we uh, like go about our daily lives. And the thing that's oh, crazy shit. is that when people talk about things like 9-11 or COVID, we always uh, bring up death first. And death is very unfortunate and sad. And I think that's the sick part that the government plays on because it's one of those things where, okay, a lot of people died. So how dare you, you know what I mean, talk yes. about yes. How, how dare you talk about this? Because that is tragic. But what you guys don't understand, if we go back to what I just said, we're, we're numbers to these people. So 3,000 people, 9-11, that ain't shit. 
because 3,000 people are going to be born, what, in a month? Like, in a fucking two days? You know what I mean? Right. Like, So it, what does it really matter, especially when you're in a position where you're not going to die? You're not good. Nothing's going to happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're good. You're out here orchestrating it. And I don't think people understand that. They use the deaths as a way to get you to never really get past that and see what's really going on because you're stuck at this tragic tragedy and you're traumatized and oh my god how could this happen how could it happen do you by, get what i'm saying by the way this is a true fact shortly after 9 11 the patriot bill was passed the patriot yeah. bill allowed mm -hmm. allowed yeah. them to put cameras everywhere and what, what are cameras really it's right. it's control. It's, it's a form of control. Exactly. And, and how how is that gonna like prevent the next nine eleven or <laughs> stop a terrorist? And there's been so many times where like terror or terrorists will be able to get something through TSA, and then they're like, oh, like how did this happen? And it's like, dude, TSA was made supposedly to stop these terrorists. But exactly. But they hired a bunch of people that are just there to do their fucking job. Yeah. Or it. then even like. Um, the FBI will often know about somebody who goes on a mass shooting before yeah. and they don't do anything to stop See, it. See, the whole manifesto. Right. The whole manifesto. Right. And also, when is the easiest time to pass uh, authoritarian war. law? During during a tragic time. During yeah. a tragic time, which equates to being in fear. When people yeah. are in fear, they're looking for a savior. Yeah. The government knew that. The so Nazis, they, the Nazis, shit. this is the this is what they uh, I hate to It's you propaganda. Know, but it's this propaganda. is what it is, you know? Yeah. They they they, they they make an event, they make something happen, and they place a blame somewhere so then they can do something that they need to do with our okay. You get what I'm saying? And that's just the Americans just fall for it every fucking time. Yeah, By the it. way, rest in peace to whoever passed during of that course, time. That, of that course. That was obviously, that's that's not a joke, and we're definitely not putting that off. You were a casualty it in was a situation serious. that, yeah. Exactly. You were just a casualty of war, and that's the truth. And, but, and, and, that's, the, and that's the sad part, you know. But um, with 9-11, I do believe... That uh, there's there's other things actually like um, Bin Laden supposedly he has an older brother by the name of Salim. Um, really? That um, I don't know the guy's exact name, but he hired a guy I believe in Texas to um handle all of their investments in the U.S. And this guy, I'm gonna look it up right now while you guys you know talk about whatever. But this guy is actually really good friends to to George Bush, George W. Bush. So sure. the mm. fact that that happens, the fact that you know Bin Laden was in the um. Uh, Hospital of America in Dubai, talking to CIA agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say the he's fact a that CIA his brothers agent. were, you know, Tim what I mean, Osmond. Tim yeah. Osmond like, is know, his fucking just, name. By the there's way, there's a lot going on. The fact that there's a couple of his brothers living in Virginia, next to the, or I think it's Virginia, next to the CIA headquarters. It's just a lot of stuff is just very strange. You know, it's 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 almost like that MK Ultra thing where you know Charles Manson was getting getting prison in prison and then getting bailed out and just. He had personal relationships with owners from Planned Parenthood, and it's a lot of shit that I don't think people um, understand. I think that we're test dummies in a way, you know, to certain things. Oh, yeah, we're sheep. Better, better term for sheep. Oh, uh -huh. a lot of people are. Take your head out of the sound. Think for yourself. That's what you got to do, you know. Just think for yourself. Um, right. Look past the tragedy and just ask a few questions. Objectively, yeah. as well. That's all we're asking. Yeah. That's that's really the that's really it, you know, and, and you get you get ridiculed for saying like, you know, this did happen. Yes. And it was sad. But OK, what now? Because it's like, well, damn, are we supposed to just, you know, live in that moment forever? You get what I'm saying? And and 
does anybody really think about it? You know, I mean, we went from 9-11 and we got all those cameras and all that. And now we have a new thing, mass shooters. It was just like the serial killers. Like what? What? It, it, it's always something new. Damn. That's we, we I always s- wondered, like, what happened s- to serial killers? But they're just it's mass shootings. It's, now. it's the mass shootings. And it, it there's these phases. It, I don't know if you guys ever watched a show called Mindhunter on Netflix. It's a great show. But it's about the FBI and how they start a um, department in the FBI to go into the mind of serial killers and, and why they do what they do. And they kind of focus it around BTK. And I'm a big serial killer guy because I think they're interesting. And I think it's the same thing as the mass shootings where these people want to be celebrities in this certain way, you know, and it's it's a way to, to cause tragedy. But it's just very strange how these people come out like, you know, you've got one and then now you have, it's a trend of people and then it dies down. Now it's done because technology is is um, heightened. So you obviously, there's DNA and different things like that where you can't, unless you're really fucking uh, calculated with what you do, you can't get away with doing something. But now it's like, okay, well, since you guys heighten your technology, um, that made us feel safe for a while. Okay, they're going to catch the killer. Da, 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 da. Right. Okay, fuck that. Now you can just be anywhere. You're going to you're gonna die. It doesn't matter where you are. I could Somebody could walk in and just, you know, blast the whole place. They took it to, to that level. And, um, there's just always something new, and uh, I just, I just wonder the truth behind all these things. Let, let's segue into that. Uh, school shootings. I know it's a sensitive topic, but um, let's do it. I think it's worth talking about on let's disorderly conduct. Um, what do you think? You know, I feel like a lot of these school shooters are uh, troubled young men who uh, yep. f- have have some sort of bout with society. And they're oftentimes drugged up on mm. different psychotics, maybe some MK Ultra involved. You know, mm. I just I feel like, um, and I also feel like, you know, the, the the people in power they'll they'll use these situations to pr- like further their agenda for exactly. gun control. What's exactly. that agenda? And it's and it's it's like, dude. Okay, people died, but. You don't have to take away everybody's guns because there was one guy who who messed up with the gun, you know. Yeah. And there's gonna be a whole bunch of people that still have those guns. You made drugs illegal. You made alcohol illegal. Right. <laughs> and time, then exactly. you still if have you it. ban exactly. if you ban guns, people are gonna figure out another way to kill. Like it's, d- dudes literally take their car and drive into crowds of people, yeah. and people die that way. Literally. Like if somebody really wants to die, or I mean, if somebody really wants to kill, they'll kill. I feel like we need to kind of address the situation as to why why do people feel the need to kill. Instead of well, let's just ban the thing he used to kill people. Exactly. Let's look it's, at Switzerland. It's, it's 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 one of those things where it's almost like parents, right? Like parents raise kids, and then their kid is fucked up, and they're like, "How the fuck are you fucked up? Hey, buddy, it's your fault." You get what right. I'm saying? So I think America needs to look at why are we birthing school shooters? What are we doing wrong to make these people grow up this way? Are we outcasting them? Are we? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Putting them on five different pills yeah, the, yeah, yeah, before they know, hit puberty. Riddling, riddling and all type of different shit that's just shit. zoning people out. You know, what are we doing to these Zoloft. kids? You know, they don't want to they don't want to admit it because there's something about it that's obviously making profit. Because you know America's I mean? fucking lazy. They don't want to give the attention of the mental health people. You yeah, mean you put right. people in prisons? That's supposed to be a rehabilitation to yeah. you, so you can safely make it back into society. You're being locked in a fucking cage. You're being told to be obedient. Etc. You're being treated like an animal. Yeah, pretty much. Around other animals that are <laughs> going to teach then, you more animalistic things. Exactly. And on top of that, there's private prisons where these prisoners are actually working for private companies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're getting cheap labor. Oh yeah, it's fucked. You guys, you definitely should watch the Thirteenth. Again, deep, but no, that's it's, great. It's that's kind of how, how you know lobbyists like you know control mm-hmm. 
you know. Yeah, you know. it's politicians sick. are backed by you know certain places, and and those places influence those politicians, and so on and so forth. I I feel like certain people. Going back to gun control, though, um, I gotta agree with you. I think that uh, limiting the guns in the streets, the circulation, is stupid because if you look at places like Switzerland, Switzerland. They allow everybody to open carry, and you know it's one of the lowest crime rates in the world. Because yeah, ain't nobody gonna fuck with you if you have a exactly. gun on your head, right? Like, <laughs> nobody <laughs> will. Switzerland yeah. is mostly white Swiss people, you hmm. know. Like there's there's a lot of I, I guess there's a lot of troubles that come with uh, different cultures being mm-hmm. being around each other because then people beef and then things communication just escalate. boundaries. Yeah. Then you want to take the guns? No. I do think that we should, def- but see, then it's we're at a point now in America where, like, is, if everybody could open carry in California, would that be a good idea? But I don't know. Also, think about when people actually gave up their guns to authoritative establishments; they've been slaughtered. True, they've right. been absolutely slaughtered. Who's to say that wouldn't happen again? Guns are the biggest—they're um, the biggest deterrent to tyranny because mm, the, the government can't fully take control of your life if they know you can shoot back. Yeah, correct. So it's not like, oh, I can't wait to shoot the government. It's like, dude, in the event that the government gets a little too tyrannical, mm-hmm. you know, we got the Second Amendment. And Absolutely. that, that right was the to whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see that. A coup d'etat. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look at, like, Australia, they gave up their guns, and then uh, when COVID hit, people were literally in camps. Yeah. And it's like, FEMA, FEMA, right? Yeah. Well, well not, not FEMA. Like, I guess they're FEMA equivalent because it's Australia. Yeah, it's oh, not, it's not FEMA. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. they had uh, hobos in FEMA though, right? Them. But and, and that that's that's pretty crazy. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I don't think people realize. You tell somebody don't not to do something. There's definitely gonna be somebody out there that <laughs> exactly. does it because you told them not to. Right. So yeah. if you say, hey, no guns, there's gonna be somebody out there that says, oh, no guns. Oh, let me go get a big ass gun. Right. Like, there's gonna be somebody that does that. And the law-abiding citizens <laughs> that actually give up their guns are fucked. They're fucked. Yeah, Absolutely they're just fucked. out without a gun, so, and then the criminal yeah. finds a gun. And- yeah, he's getting a gun. Either he's making money off of it, or he's using it, or she's using it. You know what I mean? Whatever the case is, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, there's always gonna be somebody who says, oh, you told me not to do this, I'm gonna do this. So, like you said, we should definitely have guns. I don't think that we should not be allowed to bear arms. You know what I mean? I don't think we should... Uh, not be allowed to speak freely, you know, and um, people are going to offend people all the time. Uh, words are words, you know what I mean? If you let them hurt you, they will. Right. If um, you're if you're just out here talking, you're not harming nobody. You're not running up on people. I don't see what the big issue is. And I get it that a powerful person's words can definitely, you know what I mean? We've seen with um, even music and stuff like that, you know, people's words, you know, affecting a crowd and, and whatnot. But um, I just think that's something that um, how do I explain it? It's it's inevitable, you know? People were created to love one another, to influence, you know what I mean? Like, everything you see that it's around us, like, uh, in different characteristics within life, there's people, there are people out here that are just, from the beginning of time, they had a perspective or a view that a whole bunch of people flocked to, and in return, that influenced a whole bunch of different things. So that's never going to stop. So trying to silence certain people, you know what I mean? It, it's just... It's pointless to me. And then when you try to attack somebody who believes in something, their followers are just going to see that and be like, wow, they're attacking us. We feel vindicated. We're in the right. Yeah, we're yes. in the right. Because yeah, because some people don't they're take fans. that as that. Some people don't take that as, oh, we're wrong. You know what I mean? Some people takes that takes that as we're doing something right. Hey. Right. And then, I mean, <laughs> at a certain point, it's like, okay, all of the people who control our speech, big tech and the corporate media, they're only targeting like this certain sect of people who believe this way. It's like, you got to start to wonder, well, why are they going so hard? Why are they trying to silence what could really be inside those thoughts? 
It's because they're part of the regime. Exactly. You know? And um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a deep man. This is disorderly conduct. Uh, this is a special episode. We're here with Jay Patriot. Jay, we're here with Luis, and we're here with me, your host, Kali the One. Um, we're keeping it rocking right now. Just wanted to say that, you know. Um, so I wanted to move on to another topic. Epstein. Uh, I want to talk about Epstein and a little mix of another guy named Dan Schneider. Um, I want to talk about how just for just for a quick little second, how Hollywood is built on the backs of these guys that love children. Yeah. And why is that? And and that's something that um, I wish if I could just be a fly on the wall for, I don't know, back th- whenever these types of things were created, because it's it's very odd to me. Who was the first person that said, you know what I mean? I want to. I have this attraction to a child and I, I just don't understand, you, you know what I mean? For Epstein, for instance, like what made him have that attraction to children? And then how do you become powerful and then influence other powerful people? Like I right. just, I just, I'm so confused on how is it that all of these powerful people like this? Like, is it, is it, is it a, a, uh, something you have to do to get in. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Eyes Wide Shut. It's, it's, a, re- it's a religion. Come on, you know, like, yeah, what? L- what literally. What? From my understanding, it's called Luciferianism. You worship Satan. Okay. But the thing about children to them is that their blood is, it's uh, it's called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. If you drink a child's blood. Makes you younger. It keeps you younger. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys. Getting, we're getting censored for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But check it out. Yeah. This is, yeah. you know, fuck this, it. Hey, FYI, right. just for the people watching, when, Celebrities are covering their right eye. It's because they have just engaged in drinking adrenochrome. It's because your right eye goes black. You, it looks like you got punched in the face. So just yeah. saying, when you see this yeah, shit, it's programming. So, when you see so it, many of them who just pictured randomly with a black eye from celebrities yeah. to politicians, true. Sick. people in the media. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're, we're, we're here. We're here to disrupt. I fucking censored. told you, you know? <laughs> I told you. But I don't know if you guys actually have seen, um, there's a new season of American Horror Story, and they kind of touched on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a two-part season. So the first part is about this guy, right? He moves to this town, and he's a writer, okay? And he sucks at writing right now. He's in a slump when he gets to this town. It's a super dark town. But um, he, he gets to the town, and he meets this uh, uh, person or whatever that can take these pills. They have these pills, right? And when they take them... Um, they become really talented if they already possessed talent within them, right? Now, if they don't become talented, what happens to them is they lose all their hair on their body, they get all tweaked out, mm. and then they, they fucking suck on people's blood. But the thing is that the people who are talented, once they take the, the pill, they have to kill people and suck on people's blood mm. to keep the ideas flowing because they get hungry. So then he brings down his... um. His producer or whatever that helped, or what is it called? When you write a book, the person that Ghost runs run, No, the person that like gets your book out like there. Like publisher? publisher? Publisher. So she comes out there and she's like, oh shit, let me meet the chemist. And then they show how the chemist ends up moving to LA. And then the streets of LA are running wild because everybody's taking these pills because they want to be successful. Mm. And it's But but not everybody has it in them. And so um, it's kind of like that because it just shows how... Uh, what you're saying, you know, like to get success or whatever this case is, there's some, there's just some weird shit going on. There, there's that, and then the other part is obviously they go back to when um, I forget his name, but he was president, and they, they talk about aliens and how, you know, pretty much um, the aliens uh abducted people in return for uh us giving us information. They were able to take people from Earth and you know inspect them and bring them back in return for giving us uh technology. Shit. So it's some crazy shit. I wouldn't doubt it. You should watch that little season. It's it's weird. It's cool, but uh, what you're alluding to is predictive programming, where they give you some truth via 
media mm. so that in the future when they propose something, it'll be normalized. Yeah. Example, um, there's, the, there's there's something I just read is super fucking disturbing where there's a law where you can actually have a relationship with, with a minor. And yeah, that has strange. been, if you, if you know anything about the media, that has been perpetuated for many, many years where they've trying to normalize it. They do. And finally, there's something that proposes and allows people to do that. That's fucking weird. But I, we've been programmed over an amount of time to accept it. Yeah. So there's actually weirdos in this fucking world accepting oh, these yeah. ideals. Oh, yeah. That's fucking I mean, strange the, to me. Look at the, um, I don't know if you guys seen, a, what's it called? Keep, keep sweet and obey or keep quiet and obey. It's about the uh, Mormons um, and, you know, the guy, I, I don't know his name, but he had like 38 wives or 80 wives and they were, all, oh, uh, they were all underage. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They're all underage. Like, oh, what? He created a religion. He, it was, Mormonism. It was, it was, it was um, um, Joseph, Joseph. No, that's Joseph Smith is the creator. Uh, I'm looking at a photo. Because it's, yeah, just, yeah, 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 it's one of those too. things where I don't understand where you, you know, I just don't get the fascination with children and what about it. You know what I mean? Like for Dan Snyder, for instance, we go to him. Fuck Dan Snyder. And uh, if you look at like iCarly or Victorious, those, those, whatever, those shows, it's like, looking back on it, there's some shit that goes on. You're like, what the fuck? Like, right. Why is this girl in a bikini getting squirted with water all over? These girls right. are 12, 13 right. years old. What the hell's going on? You like, get what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is this happening? You're a grown ass man. And you guys are, you know, you see how shit's, you see how this is filmed. So the director is back there just mm-hmm. sitting there. Just watching it. Just watch just it. Run, run, run that back. Yeah, run that yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> do, do strange. That's really strange. Bro. That's really strange. Yeah. That's what and, I'm saying. You know, that's, I don't know. For them, like, you, you, we need to tell them exactly what it is. Because we, we understand it. We discuss this topic. But Jeanette McCurdy, who was on iCarly, mm-hmm. um, uh, her name was Sam. I love that show. I used to watch it, whatever. She came out with a book saying, I'm glad my mom died. Yeah. And the entire theme of the book is my mom made me put up with Dad and Schneider. Yeah, he was obsessed with feet, so there's that's why there's so many feet scenes in I Dude, Carly. Too Bro. many. And yeah. and the mom was just power hungry. She wanted her child to be a child actor to make mm-hmm. shit ton of money, and she did capitalize off of that. That's kind which of the same. Sad that's kind of the same thing with Michael Jackson, in a way. I don't know if so? that's true. So? I don't know if that's true or real, but but I feel like a lot of people, a lot of, um, a lot of those families, because I've watched the documentary. I don't know if you guys seen it about the how they're, they're saying that he did what he did and how mm-hmm. they kind of just. If if you knew he was this way, why would you let him? Why would you let your kid stay over there? Why right, would you do right, that? I don't. Right. I don't understand uh, that part of it. You think so. he did it? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, I don't know if that's the black in me speaking, like being like, "Damn, Mike," yeah, you know, because right, right, because Mike ain't doing <laughs> like it's Mike, you know, it's, it's Michael Jackson. For us, that's really fucking hard right. to like. That's like y'all. I don't fucking know whoever y'all got. Um, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I well, I don't fucking know uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks or somebody, right? I don't Tom Hanks know. is a fucking pedo as well, right? Okay, Just see, saying. they all are. Um, but I don't know if Mike did it, man. Like, right. I hope he didn't. I, I really hope either. he didn't. But then again, it's like fuck. But look at right. the facts. Before He's, he died, he was talking about going on a world tour, exposing the Federal Reserve. Those yeah. keywords, Federal Reserve. Yeah, you already know. I know you're an educated oh, I know. man. I'm, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah. you know about that. So. You know, yeah, to each their own. Dude, to I, each think, their own. I think the Fed's a good topic right now. People, um, if, yeah. you, if you pull out a dollar, you'll look. It'll say this is a Federal In Reserve Tinder. note. Yeah. Like, um, so the Federal Reserve is our kind of national bank. It oversees all our monetary yeah. policies, does a lot with interest rates and whatnot. So it's like, it's the chief, the chief economic they run the in world. the country. Yeah. And this was only brought to us, I believe, in either 1913 or 19, 1917. 1913, that's why JFK yeah. died. And, yeah. and so the plan was right to influence certain things to happen because that makes money, technically. Yeah. Well, t- to control the population yeah. because you control its money, 
you control the population. And wasn't that stemmed from um, Brit- Britain? Was it? I guess. Okay, that- so Britain owns the IRS, and that happened. I don't know if, if most people know that, but Britain actually owns the IRS. It's yeah. part of the agreement of becoming independent. But you know, that's another. That's a whole other <laughs> rabbit hole. That's a whole other rabbit that's hole. That's part two. You guys might. We might have another part two. Cause- but the Fed has a grip on this country because they create money out of thin air and then charge interest yeah, on it when they loan it out. There's money from nothing, and then you're getting taxed on it. That means you're never gonna have enough dollars to pay it back. We're that's never right. gonna get out that's of why debt. we're in yeah. debt. Yeah. Twenty-three trillion and yeah. counting yeah. every day. That's so phony. Because like- the more you take, the more you know. You have to. It just. That's the financial. We system. used yeah. to be a country where our money was backed by gold. Yeah, we and went what happened the, to that? Went, went off the gold standard, I think, uh, in the '60s or '70s, mm-hmm. and then we've just been using these Federal Reserve notes, and we're kind of like the the world currency because we've got the strength of the United States military, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've got oil backing. Yeah, a hundred percent. We're a superpower said. for sure. Definitely. Our money doesn't mean shit. It doesn't, though. It's paper. Yeah. But we assign it value because we're humans and we give everything meaning. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, when you really think about it. And that's why I encourage people to chase your dreams because it's really, it's 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 a game. It's a game in a way. Life is like, a game. Where it's like, the money's not really real. This shit, None of this shit is right. real. So do something that people <laughs> are telling well you. Do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Like, this shit is GTA. Come on. Let's let's do what we want to do here and, you know, have fun while we're alive because you only live once. Like yeah. he, he found a way to monetize what he wants to do. Yeah. And it's there's very, so many ways. very yeah. possible. And it's the easiest time Actually, in the yeah, You can literally like do anything in the world that you want to yep. do. You just have to think about what you want to do, figure out the steps it takes, and then you just do that. And, do and it. eventually it'll pay off. And you have the huevos to do it. The huevos. <laughs> right, right. True. <laughs> Cojones. Machine way. Hey. Um, I actually have a question to you guys. Do you guys think, now we're talking about like, you know, you finding out a way to uh, monetize things. Um, do you think that this might offend some people, but looking back, for instance, religion and thinking about Jesus himself, right? Do we think he could have been a an influencer in a way? Does that does that is that what that is? Because we know he exists, right? Correct. No, listen, we know he exists, but we don't necessarily hey, know if those things took place. Um, but so, it's safe so, to say he's the biggest influencer I've ever. Do you lived. get what well, I'm saying? Though. I'll say like, like, but do you get what I'm saying? I'll say if, if Jesus was around right now, he would not be an influencer because right? he'd be. He'd be silenced. He'd be censored. Mm. So, oh yes, that's true. Well, yes, per- they they that's persecuted true. him. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he was not a popular figure at the time. At the time, but do you think you get what I'm saying? Like in the way that everybody's talking about this guy, I'm sure he had followers, twelve followers, right. and um, twelve followers, twelve disciples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's funny that you say that. <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying? Like like, like 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 but they followed him and went to places and, and he like, performed miracles. Followed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it just gained so much, you know. And then there's yeah. all this mystery. You know, just so to me, he's one of the first influencers. Yeah, damn, agree, huh? Shout you out Jesus. About, shout out, shout, shout out, out Jesus. Jesus. You feel me? Like <laughs> shout out Allah. You know, for real shit. Because, um, but I think about that from time to time because there's a lot of speculation on what's true, what's not. And we're, we're not gonna get into that, but, um, you know what I mean? This, it, it, that's what it sounds like to me. That's all I'm saying. Like when I look at it from today's point of view, it sounds like somebody who had a shit ton of fame, um, and I'm sure he had means. You know what I mean? Uh, and then. Yeah, and he was just somebody who was a legend at the time or somebody, you know, like for us, we see celebrities on TV, but we'll never really see them in real life, you know? And right. So I think it was somewhat that that way with him. No disrespect to anybody who is Christian, Muslim, you know, anything. I'm not, I'm not disregarding anybody's religious beliefs whatsoever. I'm just saying that uh, comparing it to, you know, an influencer today to now, it, it's kind of the same thing just without a, a cell phone. Are we getting into religion or not? We can. We can get into how there's thousands of religions with the same, you know, um, backstory. But 
that's a deeper conversation because that is the number one thing. I think religion was the first test to if we can get people controlled. Right. Um, and that was the first major test. And then boom, we de- you know, they 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 passed that one. And then I, I think, you know, next was obviously um money. And then and then next was, you know, uh technology. And so I don't know what the next one is, but uh we'll see. All based out of fear yeah. and greed. Yeah. We'll see so, what happens, you know. Um what's our topic? It's one it's one thirty guys. Um we can keep it we'll keep it rocking we're going. another another ten minutes. Um what time is it what time are we off? One forty. Something like oh, that. Oh shit, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? We're free. We've been we've been we've been flowing right now. Right, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. it's been going yeah. good. I so. like the topics. Uh whatever you guys want to talk about, bring something up, shoot, you know? And um Shit. Pretty good. I mean, we pretty much covered my whole list. We did, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I and that's to... the type of interview that we wanted to bring you into, you know, like talk a little bit about yourself and um whatnot and uh actually you know what now that we're towards getting towards the end of it tell us what do you have coming what you know what's going on with yeah. you uh any new any new things we, we, we gotta look forward to um no <laughs> all i do all i do now is work i work literally okay. like 12 hour days mm-hmm. monday through saturday uh running a law firm yeah reporting for breitbart mm. uh and then what city are you in uh i'm in granada hills right now okay. i'm in the valley yeah. uh so yeah, in but what I like, I'll just work. All I do is work, so I don't have time to do anything else. I mm-hmm. hardly even tweet anymore. Yeah, but it's cool because I'm like out of school now, making some bread and oh, yeah. just doing things that I love to do. That's that great. I wake up every day, I feel like I'm making an impact on the world. Definitely, True. and that's that's what you want to do. Uh, what's your discipline in law? We do criminal defense and restraining orders. So holler at me if you're ever in fear of going to jail or got a crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> oh, bathroom, bathroom. Yeah, uh, me, me and my boy Zeno, we started a firm uh, at the beginning of the year, right, uh, right after we got our bar results and we passed. He hit me up. Well, I think he hit me up after we took the bar, talking about, hey, what you doing after school? You want to start a firm? I'm like, sure. I don't have a job lined up. Worst thing that could happen is it fails and I go get a job. And that's what you need to think, the way you need to think, Yeah, I think. Um. That's dope. So both of you are criminal defense lawyers? Yep. Criminal defense. Um, and it's, it's cool. I feel like uh, my job every day is to fight the government. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just there to kind of make sure that they don't violate our guys' constitutional rights. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if, if you did that shit, bro, you did that shit. Like, Yeah, but as a lawyer, don't you have a fiduciary duty to you know, still defend at all costs? Yeah, well, yeah, I got to be a zealous advocate. And so right. sometimes that might look like... Um, Arguing for five years instead of twenty, you know. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Is there is there a certain point in time where you're like, okay, I don't agree with what you did, and I know that you did it. Are are you allowed any leeway? Um, that hasn't really come up yet, but that if I if it ever comes to like some sort of serious ethical conflict, I can always just say like, look, I I'm not able to proceed you know oh because you can withdraw as their lawyer right? yeah yeah yeah. okay okay and we're, what are you we're, guys we're private about? so um yeah. we don't it's we, it's not like the court appoints us for them and we have to work and we have to continue on it. i got a right. quick question for you now right. that you're a lawyer do you think oj did it <laughs> <laughs> serious question no he did it, it might, i don't know it might <laughs> that be. dude def- let me tell you guys something when you watch the oj thing on fx this dude was so cold that you walked in his house he had he he sold himself to like he sold his image 
pretty much OJ did anything and everything to not be black. And he and, and, and he did it so good that there was no way you could prosecute this guy because he was a white guy, technically. <laughs> Seriously. Well, 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 I'm going to tell you why. They, when, you go, King, when you though. go in his house, when you go in his house, they were saying that there's not even one picture of a black person, not even his family, <laughs> nothing. Damn. Just, just Nicole. To even say he was, to even say he was African, like, bro. That's that's branding on a whole nother fucking <laughs> level, bro. On a whole nother fucking level. I'm telling you. Like, that guy is something else. I don't um, know. The, the nigga in me wants to believe he didn't do it. Yeah, me but. too. Definitely. But... Well, how, bro, how came do you out feel? with the book talking about if, if I, I did, did it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, Wait, I don't know. I'm a little out of pocket. And to get, and to get, you know, profit like from it is just nuts. Right. Like, it's like... What how do fuck? you feel about the entire uh, public consensus okay. where they're saying that... OJ did do it, but they let him off because of Rodney King. That and was because like of one the, for and one. because of the racist LAPD officer that yes. took his case. Yes. There's cer- there's cer- definitely certain things that it's like, damn, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe they did uh, frame this dude because these motherfuckers were crooked. But at the same time, there's reports. <laughs> why, okay, I think there's why reports in the him- Bronco. What? Why flee in the Bronco? Because, you know, if he knew he was going to, if he was. If he wasn't innocent or if he was innocent? Well, he. I'm just saying the fact that he fleed. Well, the fact that he fleed, yeah, I think he did it. I'm going to be straight up with y'all because... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, you know... I think he did it. <laughs> I just think he was a juice man. He had the juice. <laughs> he, he, got, he got off, you know? And hey, not everybody could do it. Uh, you feel me? That's, that's some shit a nigga never does. So a nigga never kills somebody and gets away with it. Yeah. Um, A black man. Let me say a black man. But that's pretty crazy. Uh, I think he, I definitely think he did it, bro. And I think that he paid the price for it when uh, somebody stole his, somebody stole his, um, his, some memorabilia in Vegas and he went to, they went to break back in to steal it and they beat the shit out of him or something crazy and then he ended up getting arrested and serving what, like 10 years or something, whatever it was. I'm not caught up so to date on got that, his, but. He got his payback, I mean, in, in one way or another, you know what I mean? But um, he's, he's now, he's still walking around chilling. And then, you old as fuck. Yeah. And I also wonder like, okay, if you did take somebody's life, like, is it just, you know what I mean? Is it just nothing? You not think about that, or he's probably happy. He got you know away what with I mean? it. Shit. Um, I don't know. I really, really don't know. I do got to take a piss. Uh, oh. All right, everybody's going to take a piss. I'm here. I'm by myself. But ah, so um, yeah, man, we're here. This is a great episode. I'm glad you came and stopped by. Uh. You know, we're we're fairly new to this, as you know, but um, we're trying to get it done, man. We want to definitely have more people on here. You're doing it right, uh, bro. You're doing it the right way. Yeah, you know, um, thank Salute you for that. You. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we were just finishing up about OJ. We think he did it, but he got off. You know, more than likely, he 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 got off. You know what I mean? And, right. Hey, some people, you know, some people get off. Uh, luckily, I guess for him, you know, um, crazy. But yeah, we're just waiting for Lewis to come back. We're gonna close it out, guys. And uh, you know, it was a good episode. It was great. Um, what are your plans after this? What you got going on? Uh, I'm gonna go back to my friend Sarah's house and okay. probably okay. have a couple of brews. <laughs> it's Sunday fun day. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, no, nah, Sunday's my one off day. Okay, so, I, so I love Sundays. Yeah, I like Sundays too. They're really relaxing. Like, and I used to work a lot. And I, I uh, you know, when you're younger, you have jobs where you work on the weekends. Or if you have your own, you know, you know what I mean. You you work on the weekends, but if you have your own business, it's different in a way, because it's yours. But uh, I used to have to clock in on a weekend or a Sunday, and that shit sucks. Right. Like, 
honestly, I don't care about any other, like working any other day, but when you really think about it, Sunday's probably the worst day to like have to work like a, you know, a job job. Right. Like, Especially damn. if you have to come back on Monday too. Yeah. That's like, what the hell? I didn't even get, you know what I mean? This is Sunday's leisure day. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool that you came. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Um, you know what? We're actually going to go ahead and get out of here, guys. You guys seen the homie Luis. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think so. Um, disorderly conduct. This is disorderly conduct, man. Um, this is this is some shit. We got deep today. Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. He's back. We're about to close it out. But um, Close it out. Yeah. It was great. It was a great episode. Um, if you know, you know. That's what I'm probably titling this. If you know, you know. If right. you don't, you don't. Because I think a lot of people might be uh, put to sleep by this, but then a lot of people will be like, oh, shit, okay, they're talking about some shit that, you know, we want to hear. So these are higher-level conversations. If you if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, man, I'm Kali the One. I'm your host. This is Disorderly Conduct. I like to close it out. You know how I like to close it out. Um, praise be to Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. We out. All right. Good job, guys. That was cool. Oh, oh. I think it was a good episode. That was fun. I don't know if there's a way to cut out when I was like, oh, I'm the guest. I'm the host. I fucked up right <laughs> <in the beginning. laughs>